This is brought to you by the Black Married and Debt-Free Masterclass. Get out of debt and start building wealth. In this masterclass, you will learn our five-step strategy to accelerate your path to financial freedom. We also break down the true key to building wealth. And these are the same strategies we use to go from six-figure debt to a six-figure network. You'll get access to nearly an hour and a half of on-demand video, a debt-free payoff calculator, fillable cash flow statement, and a 30-minute coaching consultation with me and Shira. Enroll in our Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth Masterclass. The link's in the description below. Can't wait to see you there. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here, uh, one half of Black Mary Dead Free, the lesser half, as I like to say. Uh, but Shire let me hang out with uh, one of my guy friends today. Uh, so I have uh, Alex from The Money Monopolizers on the show. Now, Alex is a friend of the podcast, you know what I mean? Because uh, him and Marlon have been on our show, and they also had us on their show, uh, a couple episodes back, we we went ahead and, and put that on our platform. So mm-hmm. I want to thank Alex for joining us. Now, the thing I love about Alex and Marlon, but Alex in particular, is uh, he does the real estate thing, which I love. But then I saw that he got into the trucking thing. And I remember you mentioned it, Alex, one time on um, like the end of the podcast or something. You said, yeah, I'm kind of researching trucking. I didn't think much of it few weeks later i'm on your instagram and man you you didn't got a truck you got a whole a fleet on the way <laughs> so man i just want to uh kind of pick your brain on the the trucking industry and and how people are uh using that vehicle to to uh build wealth man so alex welcome to the podcast bro thank you thank you thank you marcus i'm uh, happy to be here man it's always a, a pleasure to be able to you know chop it up with you and uh even when Shire, when she's on here too um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think the first time y'all interviewed us, it was October 2019. Yeah. And um, yeah, at the end of that episode, I had um, <laughs> I had mentioned that, you know, I was looking into trucking and that was like literally I probably that week or the week before was the first time I had heard about <laughs> trucking. And that was when I was literally like first like researching it. Wow. And, um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if like you said like it kind of you just you didn't really think much of it, but you know I was I was you know 100 <laughs> percent going like, to work. Yeah, yeah. Like I was in full grind mode at that point in terms of like doing my uh, education and you know learning about the uh, industry and all of that stuff. So, um, but I guess real quick, the reason I decided to get into trucking particular particularly was because well, number one, I'm a I've kind of like switch switch changed. I would say over the last six seven. Maybe over the last year, I've switched my strategy of building wealth and, you know, achieving financial freedom from before it was just strictly real estate. Right. And, you know, that was the goal strictly. But now it's kind of like <clears throat> I want to use business now to mm-hmm. you to, to accelerate that timeline, to, so to speak, because the thing about business is that business, you it allows for a lot more control and your returns can be a lot more, you know, um, they could be a lot greater. Right. Um, as opposed to real estate. Real estate is like slow wealth. Um, but business 
if you can do something you enjoy and you know it's fun then it, you know it just makes it that much easier to build wealth yeah um so when i started you know researching like okay what are some industries that i could look into i think the big thing was okay i need a, some something similar to real estate in terms of something everyone will always need right right so it's not to say everyone is always going to need a truck but everything around you everything you see at all times like I th- i'm pretty sure i had mentioned this too <laughs> when we first <laughs> talked about it everything around you if you literally look around your house right now it was on a truck at some point right <laughs> um society cannot function without these trucks at all especially here in the states yeah. um i'm sure really everywhere everything is on a truck at some point just the supply chain um you know uh, supply chain of everything and logistics of everything is include truck trucking is included somewhere in that um from from producer to consumer um so that's kind of like okay i saw that as an opportunity now to say so to speak to say okay i wanted truck it was trucking specifically i wouldn't say that i think what really solidified it was whenever i was i was listening to earn your leisure mm-hmm. podcast i'm sure you're familiar with them shout out and, to them yes sir shout out to you know rashad and troy but um they uh had on alex burton he's the uh he's the like trucking guy for like that he's the guy that was on their podcast that was you know advocating trucking talking about trucking he's been in the game for since like 2012 and he um you know he he has like a coaching program not to say or i guess it's like a portal okay so he has like an online digital portal where you can like he the way he broke it down it just made so much sense so that was like the first time that i was like okay i'm gonna definitely do this because i'd already been kind of thinking of it and then i saw that and i was like oh okay bet and now it's like because the thing about it is with real estate you can like learn all this stuff like from youtube and google and yeah. like instagram too you can learn everything yeah like real estate because it's so it's just a lot more you know you think about houses way more than you think about a truck right um so the knowledge and the information is out there for that but when it comes to the trucking game that the, the info is just you know you you're gonna be you know hard pressed to find all that information yeah. in one place one and spot even, exactly and even so then it's gonna be like um like not everything you don't know what you are missing and what you you know you don't know what you don't know so <laughs> right. whenever he came on there i was like okay cool that's definitely something that i'm interested in so i i, I took his um you know i took the i went through the portal and all that and it was very detailed and thorough and um you know that's pretty much you know how i got started within you know my education okay. um, i really utilized that and of course i did a lot of my own due diligence in my own education to figure out you know, everything I, I was listening to podcasts there was no there's no like trucking books but like podcasts and any youtube videos and anything i could find just to get my you know to immerse myself in it um and that's kind of how you know i found out about it and then we can kind of you know dive into it more deeply if you want yeah, Alex, man. So you said some, you said a lot of cool things. So the first thing I noticed is, and I want our listeners to, to take heed to this. He said, we know real estate is big because everyone needs a place to live, right? Then he was thinking about, okay, what else can I do? What, what is another need or another uh, thing that we just absolutely need in society? How can I get in on that? And trucking is such, it, it, it is that in a nutshell, man. I mean, like how you said, Alex, when you think about it, like, if the trucking industry didn't exist, we would have nothing. Literally, like there would be no Walmart. There would be no, you know, everything you see at your grocery store comes in on a truck. So I think that's dope how you said, man, how you took advantage of that and, and, and educate yourself on that. 
and, and and real quick too with the pandemic too you can see like how much more dire and how much more ne- yeah. like necessary the industry is like Absolutely. these everything relies on these truck drivers so shout out to all the truck drivers out there because man yeah. without y'all man the yeah. world would stop and it would be a chaos right so alex we encourage everybody to do what you did and and get your material uh study on your own uh, dig deep on it we know you did months of research so we would we, we did not dare ask you to just tell us everything on here but if you could break down the business of trucking uh kind of in a nutshell if you could kind of do that for us give us a little bit of insight we would truly appreciate it because i don't i i saw a youtube video a guy uh i forget his name man but he's breaking down how he can make more he makes more in the trucking industry than he does in real estate and that really intrigued me too uh but i just don't i guess i just don't really fully understand how you know somebody like me can get in on that yeah for sure and i'll be you know 100 with you like the real estate i mean when we talk about because this is one thing too with like i said before with business the returns could just be a lot greater as opposed to real estate. Because real estate at the end of the day is an investment. It's a business, but it's an investment right. at the end of the day because, you know, increasing value, cash flow, those kind of things. Um, the cash flow is what makes it a business. Right. Now, when we when we look at um, other business models for this particular, you know, day, we're talking about trucking, right? Mm-hmm. Trucking, the business model in trucking is a lot more lucrative in terms of cash flow. Just to like, you know, throw some numbers off the top real quick in a in a normal market, in a normal economy, a truck could easily make 20, one truck can make 20,000 gross revenue a month, Wow, a month. And so off of that, you know, after all overhead and stuff, you should be cash flowing. <laughs> I would say, you know, five to 10,000 a month off of one truck. Wow. Um, so, and that's, that's profit. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of, as far as like the, you know, profit margins, that's kind of how it looks now how the actual business model is how it works is it's kind of like um oh i mean i guess you got to think of it in terms of like the supply chain right so whenever we could just use walmart for example so walmart they have you know whatever they have their they they all they have like a distribution center Mm -hmm. and that's where they send out all the products from um you know all the to all the stores and all the retail locations now walmart they have their own um, transportation company so you will never see like Walmart has like Walmart transport Walmart it's not Walmart trucking but it's like Walmart transportation LLC or something like you'll right. see on the side of those trucks so um the, that's like a, its own company which is very smart Walgreens does that Dollar General does that Target does that HEB does that I don't know if you know about HEB but all of those companies they have their own truck but like or they have their yeah they have their own transportation that they because for them it's going to help improve their bottom line. Right. Um, obviously, because they don't have to pay for any carriers now. Right. Um, so, but on a third party, which is kind of what, you know, I'm doing, this is, you can think of it in a sense of like, um, let's say that, um, I'm trying to think of one of my most recent loads that we delivered. Um, let's say a distributor or a manufacturer you know they want to send their products to a um like a walgreens right let's just use walgreens walgreens has their own trucking company too but we'll just (laughs) use walgreens for instance and let's say it's like a duracell they want to send batteries to walgreens so 
Duracell, the company, they will, you know, contact brokers. Mm. So brokers essentially are the people that facilitate, you know, shipments between um, the distributors and the carriers. So the carriers are the truckers and then the distributors are obviously the, the shippers. Those are the, you know, that's the Duracell. Um, and so that the broker's client is now Duracell and their job now is to find a shipper or a carrier, sorry, a carrier that will carry those batteries from Duracell, you know, factory or wherever they're coming from distribution center to Walgreens store. Mm. And so they essentially will look for trucks or how it was taught to me and how I learned it was we go look for the loads. Mm. So um, there's a there's a they call it the DAP board. It's a load board. So you essentially can when you own your trucks and you have a transportation company, you can go on a load board and literally search for loads that you're interested in wow. going anywhere all over the country. Um, so obviously, you know, let's say your truck is in um, Dallas, Texas, and you need to get it to uh, Los Angeles for because there's a load that you like. That's probably a 1500 mile trip. So you would go on the load board, you know, look look for any you know routes between or any lanes between dallas or los angeles or anywhere you want to go um and let's say that you know that duracell load is going from dallas to uh los angeles you would go on there you would try to book that load by contacting that broker and saying hey i'm interested in this load can you give me more info they'll break it down for you tell you who the shipper is what the commodity is they'll say hey uh we got you know um 45,000 pounds of uh, palletized batteries, which is essentially, you know, batteries that are on those wooden pallets. Right. Um, and that's going to uh, Los Angeles, California to a Walgreens store. And you'll say, if you like the rate, and that's a whole nother thing we can talk about, but if you like the rate, then you'll take that load and you'll kind of, uh, you'll go pick it up and then you'll have your guy drop it off. Now, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that obviously <laughs> that's like the simplified version. Right, right. Because, you know, in order, this is when logistics becomes like, I learned the definition of logistics when I got into trucking because now there's so many things to coordinate in order to make that pickup and that drop off successful. Wow. Um. So, but that's essentially the business model. So you, you'll deliver it. Um. You Once you deliver that load, you'll get a BOL, bill of lading, have that signed by the uh, receiver let's say the Walgreens store that's unloading it, they'll sign it. Your driver will send it to you. You'll upload it to, or there's a bunch of ways to get paid, but essentially in, in trucking, you use a factoring company. Okay. A factoring company is someone that essentially they pay, <clears throat> they pay you and they wait to get paid because gotcha. if you didn't, you'd have to wait 30 days to get paid by most of the shippers, which nobody wants to wait 30 days. Right. So there's companies, it's like a bank, right? If you go to a doctor, the doctor, they use a factoring company. They want to, they, they want to get paid immediately. They're not going right. to wait for your insurance exactly. to pay them out. Um, so it's kind of like a bunch of, a factoring company is like a bank essentially. And so you use that and then they'll pay you. And then, um, you know, that's essentially how it goes. The broker will collect a fee obviously, cause they're it's just like real estate. They facilitate, they facilitate a deal between the carrier and the shipper. Mm-hmm. Broker takes their fee. You take your, you know, rate that you agree to boom, you get your next load from Los Angeles now you want to go to the next place. That's pretty much the business model. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. 
Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Man, that's that's some great information, Alex. So I guess this question will kind of help people find where they fit into it. I guess you can go into that a little bit more. Um, how passive is this for you? Like how, how much are your hands in the day to day, I guess, uh, because it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts that has to happen. Uh, so would you say this is something that's like passive for you or do you, or is it require a lot of you on the daily? So, <laughs> I mean, for me, it just depends on what your strategy is and what you want to get out of it. Okay. Right. So for me, I want to learn the entire industry in and out. I want to know everything I can to know, not everything, but everything that's pertinent to like me running my business successfully. I want to know. Um, and that's just how I kind of think about things because essentially it's just like, really, I think like really say too, you can systematize a lot of the things and a lot of the process. For example, the biggest, the most time intensive thing is booking loads. Mm. Cause typically what happens is you wake up in the morning and most of the brokers are posting their loads either, you know, the, between 3 to 5 p.m. of the previous day or in that morning up to like 12 p.m. they're posting loads for that day. Gotcha. And so I like to, ideally I like to book my loads the day before, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. So um, I just wake up, you know, seven at five, 6, 7 a.m. and book loads. Now, when I was first starting, I would say this was like, I probably got, I got up and running in March. And when I was first starting, it was like, um, it was taking a long time to get loads because when you start off, a lot of you can't run with a lot of the brokers and a lot of the uh shippers because they don't want to run with newbies in the beginning got you <laughs> so uh. it's kind of like a you gotta you know it's time though time will pass and you'll be able to you know you just gotta be able to run there's a lot of brokers you can run with but there's a few mm-hmm. you can't so in the beginning you know you get rejected a lot by a lot of the brokers um but you know it, it gets to a point where now you know you find out who you can and you can't run with so in the beginning it was taking me up to five hours to get a load book for that day so (laughs) that was a lot of time you know 7 to 12 um a.m i'm 7 7 a.m to 12 p.m i'm just booking loads and it's like look that's 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 a time intensive so but now it's i've 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 gotten to a point where i can probably book a load now in an hour or less wow um now it doesn't have to be that way for anyone though because essentially what you can do is you can let someone else book your loads for you with a, they have dispatching services. So when you book a load, you're essentially, you're called a dispatcher, you're dispatching the truck. And so you can outsource that to someone else, like another company. Um, like the person I took the course or the, 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 um, portal with, he has a dispatching company. He dispatches a lot of his clients trucks. Gotcha. Um, obviously they charge, you know, it's like property management. They'll charge right. us um to manage that stuff day to day it's just like property it's really very a lot of stuff is very synonymous with real estate actually um but yeah so you can like let someone else do it or you can do it yourself like i said i wanted to learn it because there's a gonna get to a point where i'm not working my day job anymore Mm. and i will have more free time (laughs) right i won't now i won't mind dispatching you know trucks if you know if that's something i have to do but right now you know when you have a day job you have all these things it's no problem if you let someone else dispatch your truck. Um, as long as it's still profitable, which it very well should be, um, then 
you know, it will be passive income at that point. Yeah. Um, but until you went until you, you're, as long as you're dispatching yourself, I was, I'm not going to tell you it's passive income. That would okay. be me lying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Alex, man. So now our listeners may be thinking, Alex, are you driving the truck? You know what I mean? So break down the, the purchase of the truck uh, and how that goes. Cause I, I saw along your post, he was like, it's been, you know, he was posing in front of the truck. And he was like, hey, you might, you might like this, this pick, but there's a lot of work that went into this. So yeah. <laughs> kind of break, break down that portion of it. Yeah. So I'll, and I'm just be real too. Cause the thing about it is, man, there, that getting this truck was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life as a, <laughs> as a business, as a business person, or as you know, I've been in business two and a half years now since 2018 so i can't really you know that's not much but in those two and a half years in terms of business really in general because school wasn't even that tough (laughs) and that was like you know doing an engineering degree but the thing is that it it, there were so many roadblocks and so many things that i had to like overcome that a lot of people might not have to because the thing is for me i i hadn't even this was pretty much my first car Mm. because i hadn't even bought a car yet like i'm still driving the car that my parents got me in high school <laughs> right. um and that's like i mean because for me it's fine it's not it's barely 10 years old still works haven't had issues so it's good with me yeah so i don't have any like credit history of financing a vehicle gotcha. so that was a big roadblock for me a lot of there was actually a point <laughs> in when i first started i got rejected by between 10 to 15 banks wow and they all rejected me for a bunch of different reasons, you know, no, not enough credit history, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, don't have a co-signer, don't have industry experience. That was one of the biggest ones. Don't have industry experience. But the thing about it is that I was going to, I was willing to go to 50 banks. Like there was <laughs> one Friday after work, I or I didn't have to work that day, but there was literally one Friday where I went to 10 banks that day and they, I got, they all rejected me. Um, but I was willing to go to 50 banks. It was like a game to me. I was like, okay, cross them off my list, cross them off my list, cross them off my list. It literally got to that point. And because that was just how bad I wanted. I was like, yeah. no, because I know the power of this. It's just one. I only need one to say yes. I don't need right. 50 to say yes. Now, it ended up, you know, it's crazy because the 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 dealership I purchased a truck from is called Select Trucks. They have like, they're like the used um, division of Freightliner. Freightliner is the one that makes most of the trucks you see, um, gotcha. the Cascadias and all those. So I actually got approved through them and I probably could have got approved through them all along. But the guy that I was working with, he didn't send my stuff to the right people and a bunch of stuff. So I was like, whatever. So now, uh, you know, if you went to the same guy that I went to, you wouldn't have to go through everything I just went through (laughs) because he knows now who to send it to. So I was kind of like a guinea pig for him as well. Um, So but yeah, so essentially the, the purchase of the truck, I bought the truck. It was about 40 five thousand dollars was the truck you know it's crazy because whenever i was going to those banks a lot of them were denying me but i was thinking i was like man y'all deny me to buy you know this asset this income producing asset but they would no problem approve me for a fifty thousand dollar bmw exactly (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) yes so that was like one of the funniest things but um the financing aspect that was probably the hardest part now the next the the toughest part and oh on top of that too you know if you have to answer your question i don't have a cdl no you don't need a cdl you don't need to have a driver's license now if you have one it's more beneficial they won't they'll require less money down Mm. 
because now they know it's kind of like FHA loan, right? Or owner-occupant loan. They put less down because they know you're going to be living there. So right. if you're living there, then you're going to be more inclined to pay. Right. Now, the same way, if you have a CDL or, you know, commercial driver's license, you're going to be more inclined to go drive that truck if you need to pay that you know, a truck note. Now, if you don't and you can't literally drive it, then you're just going to, you know, you might not pay it if you if it comes down to it, right? Yep. If you need to sense. eat. Or if you gotta pay your truck loan, you're gonna pay you're gonna pick eating most <laughs> so um but yeah so that was if you have a CDL it will help. Now you don't need one at all. I I I think I had to put we I had to put like uh 15, 17% down, something like that. Okay. Nothing it was nothing crazy. Um on a you know, it's not like you're putting that down on a hundred thousand dollar house. It's a right. truck. And by the way, truck prices have dropped significantly because of the pandemic, because a lot of people weren't buying trucks because actually rates had went down um, over the last couple of months. They went down, you know, pretty. I hopped in literally right before the pandemic. And when I for those two weeks I was in, the money was coming in like clockwork. Man. It was good money. Like, yeah, I was, you know, it's five thousand a week. Easy. Wow. And but once the rates drop, you know, you know, times got a little tough. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest, times yeah. got tough. But um, they're starting to go back up. And because the rates had dropped, a lot of the truck prices went down. Went but down now, too. you know, those are starting to go back up too. So it's definitely a good time to buy. You know, that same truck that I bought forty five thousand, you buy for twenty five thousand. Wow, um, that's just how it was. So, but I'm not. You know, I'm not tripping. I got. I got to get in at least. It is what it is. Right. Next truck will be better. <laughs> so, right. Um. But yeah, that that was probably that was the biggest hurdle in terms of that. One other thing too that I'll say that was a huge hurdle was the um, finding a driver. And with trucking, I'll just be honest, that's the thing that's going to make or break your business if you have a good driver. Because you don't, you can't drive that truck. You don't know what's going on with that. Well, you, there's ways to like, you know, uh, reduce your risk. You can have cameras and, you know, dash equipment and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the driver is the one that's in control. He's the one that's determining if your loads are getting there on time. He's the one that's determining if, he, if you're going to get in accidents or have high insurance. He's the one that's determining a bunch of those factors. So finding a good driver is key. I, it's like finding a good tenant in real estate. You cannot skip that. out on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, man, that's 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 great, Alex. So, in regards to finding a driver, essentially, that driver is with the truck at all times. So, if if, if you if you wake up. Monday and you say, okay, I'm going to do a run. The truck is is in my hometown, Sacramento, right? And I need to get it to San Antonio. Yep. Uh, you're essentially, that driver is just with the truck at all times and, yes. and kind of, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he, he, let's say he's in Sacramento. You wake up Monday morning. He, he just delivered in Sacramento. You want to get him to San Antonio. Yeah, he's with the truck at all times. Now, if he wants to go back home, what I do, like for right now, my driver, he actually... He had a family emergency back home in Mississippi this weekend. He was he just delivered like earlier this past week. And uh, I had him bring the truck back to San Antonio, put it in the parking lot where I have a, you know, monthly, uh, sub, you know, subscription. You pay like 150 to have parking. And then he went back home to Mississippi and then um, he comes back, gets back in the truck when he's ready. And then you keep it rolling. Okay. But essentially, he's with that truck. He lives in that truck. Like, there's wow. a bed in there. There's a fridge in there. All of that. He lives in that truck. Like, some drivers will stay out six months, literally, and just drive. Because they, I mean, they're going to run up a check for you. Those are the right. <laughs> those are the drivers that you want. They will run up a check for you. Other drivers, they might, uh, you know, if, 
if if a driver's like saying, hey, I want to go home every week, those aren't the drivers you want. Okay. Not to say like you don't want them to ever go home. Like obviously if they have a family and those things, but the drivers that are, you know, hustlers and they go, those are go-getters. Those are the drivers that you want. And it, it'll get to a point, you know, once you, like the guy that taught the class, he doesn't even buy trucks. Just, he only gets trucks based off of if a good driver comes to him now. Mm. Cause he's now at, he has 11 trucks. He's not at a point that's like, or maybe 12. And if the, if it, his, it's not worth the headache yeah. <laughs> to yeah, get a yeah. bad, to, to get a bad driver. Um, wow. That's, that's great stuff. Yes, sir. So now, Alex, I had to ask you this. Are you, planning on getting your fleet or are you cool with just one uh what, what's your game plan going forward for you know getting more yeah definitely i think um the first truck is just it's kind of like the first deal in real estate it's just mm-hmm. to learn it's just to learn a game you know get your feet wet learn everything you can you don't want to scale too quickly right um but i would hope you know to get that second truck this year um and then you know scale from that because you got to think about, I mean, like I said, the cash flow potential is off of one truck. If you're going to cash flow five to 10,000 a year, you know, you have 10 trucks, you're going to be hitting close to a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, and that's going to be, you know, pretty good cash flow. Now, my goal, I don't want to scale, you know, I don't want to be like one of the biggest carriers, all those things. I don't need to do all that. I just want, you know, to be able to uh, get to a point where um, probably I, I'm aiming, you know, up like six to 10 trucks wow somewhere in that range i would say probably closer to 10 because once you start scaling there's a whole bunch of other things that start you know becoming factors that you don't deal with whenever you're a little truck um or a little fleet one truck you know two trucks three trucks you're still small but once you start you know getting five six seven eight nine ten and then even beyond then you start dealing with a bunch of different stuff so yeah i i would my goal is definitely to you know keep scaling one truck is nah that's not enough i wouldn't get into the game if you want to get one truck that's fine but i wouldn't get into the game just to get one truck because it's just that first one is so like that's the hardest one right once you get that one you literally let this first one pay for the second you don't even have to come out of pocket for the second and the third one and it becomes exponential because now if the first one pays for the second one, now you got two paying for the third and now you got three paying for the fourth and so on and so on and so on. And so you're going to be get to a point where it's like now you just buy them in cash whenever you want them. Now, you know, obviously controlled growth, you don't want to get too big, be too over leveraged, those kind of things. And also one thing with insurance, they don't want you growing that quick. Right. Um, they'll drop you if you if you go buy three trucks in one year and you're a brand new carrier, they might just drop you. So gotcha yeah it's uh definitely is the goal is to just sustain you know controlled growth maybe i would say hopefully within the next uh two to three years i'll have um you know six to ten trucks somewhere in that range another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Man, that's, 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 that's amazing, man. That's why I wanted to connect with you because yeah. you, you don't think like you know like a lot of people your age man you you on another <laughs> level with that and so i definitely wanted to bring you on so alice if somebody wanted to get into the trucking game and kind of get their feet wet or just learn more wh- where would you what direction would you point them in to kind of get some more knowledge on 
Yeah, first I would definitely say, you know, go watch that EYL episode okay. on with the trucking. I think it's episode 41 with Alex Burton. That's where I learned it. I think yeah. he's created like a portal to where A to Z, everything you need to know to get into the game is in there. Um, and, you know, you pay for the knowledge. That's kind of, yeah. that's, I think, you know, that's, it's not like, like I said, it's not like real estate. Real estate, you can find everything, but do not try to get into this game of trucking without getting that foundational knowledge and spend the time learning. I spent six months from October to March, literally before anything popped off because that was literally what it took. Not to say everyone will take that. Some people hop in that portal and get up and running within, you know, a year. I had a lot of more obstacles because I think, you know, just being younger and not having the credit history, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But there's, you can hop in there and probably, you know, get up and running if you have like the funds and everything ready, probably within two to three months if you go through that portal. Um, So it's definitely, you know, I would, I would recommend everyone check that. I wouldn't say go search on YouTube, go listen to the podcast, whatever. (laughs) Nah, this is something you need to take the time to educate yourself on because it's, uh, this is, this is, it's, it's serious. Yeah, it's serious. <laughs> yeah, There's they a say right, right, and they say it's people that pay pay attention. So you can't get everything for free. You know, sometimes you gotta uh, invest in, in in courses and things like that to really yeah to really learn. And, and real quick, one last thing that I wanted to mention earlier about the trucking thing too, and you'd learn this if you go through the portal. But the thing that makes another thing besides the drivers that makes the trucking thing successful or not is knowing how to book good loads mm. because you'll get on the load board and you'll see a lot of loads that I've seen. I, I've hopped on there one day and I saw loads paying $15,000, one load. Now that load was going to Newfoundland, which is in the very Northeast tip of the North America. So it was like way far into Canada. Now that's an extreme example, but the thing you can't you can't just book any loads anywhere. You have to know where the market is good. Because the thing is, you could you'll find a, a good load that's paying good money, then you'll get to a location. The reason it was paying good money is because the place it's going is not having good loads coming out. So now you're gonna have to go there and deadhead, which is pretty much driving empty. You never right. want to be empty because you're not making money when you drive <laughs> empty, you're just burning gas. Right. You'll have to deadhead to a good location. So that's one thing I forgot to mention but i did want to mention is that you just got to make sure that you know you know the market when you're booking those and then he'll teach you all that in the class so man that's dope alex we appreciate this information i want to throw a curveball at you uh alex because i want to get your your thoughts your your raw uh emotion or whatever in regards to the current climate man because um i had a i did a a live with with a good friend of mine uh zay matlock uh, he has uh our listeners is was on it was on he was on our last podcast. Our listeners are familiar with him, but I wanted to and we kind of just had like a man to man conversation similar to the one we're having. And I wanted to dig in on the current social issue thing at the time, but it was still fresh. So now that I got you here, Alex, you you like I always say, you're a brother that looks like me. You know, you're a black man. Um, and uh, so I want to get your thoughts, man, just kind of on the current situation. And then I got something else I want to bring to you about somebody that we both uh, looked up to or look up to, so I'll, I'll break that down a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely got thoughts on that too because I already know what you okay <laughs> what you finna spit. But um, yeah, as far as like the current political climate, man, it's it's um. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Defree podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later.